What's up, church planters and all you fans of church planting? My name is Jared Huntley, and I'm with my good friend and fellow planter in arms, Matt Hess. And you guys are listening to In the Trenches, a podcast by everyday church planters for the everyday church planters. So whether you're a lead church planter or you're on a church planting team or you're just a fan of church planting, then this podcast is for those of you who want to get in the trenches and advance the kingdom of God. What's up, Matt? How you doing? Good, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's good to kind of to be back with you and uh, get some episodes of In the Trenches in. Yeah, man. Season three. Season three. That's right. Wow. That's right. It's kind of weird. So fast. It's kind of weird doing it not in the same room, though. It's a little it bit different. A little bit, it is a little bit strange, but yeah. man, technology's cool. It is cool. It is cool, and we're still working out the kinks. Like we've still got some some uh, yeah. some troubleshooting to do, but we think we've got it figured it out for these two episodes at least, and so we'll we'll make do. I'm still. I I was telling for our listeners, I was telling Matt and my wife earlier that this frustrates me because I feel like if we can put a rocket ship on the moon, that it should not be this hard to record each other on a podcast from, you know, whatever, 500 miles away. And, but apparently it is. Yeah. I don't know why you didn't just ride your bike up, man. You could have just rode your bicycle up here to Toronto. We could have, we could do it. What if you did that? What if you just rode your bicycle man, from just a couple times a month? First of all, First of all, I can't do that. I'm not in shape enough to do that. So uh, last weekend, uh, we uh, there was a spike ball tournament. Um, oh, and I saw that, man. Yeah. You guys did it on the uh, National Mall. National Mall. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And so, you know, one of the guys from our church plays. And so I was like, hey, we should go play a spike ball tournament. And um, they, it was a Saturday at like from noon to three. And so... Um, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go do that. It'll be fun. Well, it was pretty hot outside last Saturday from noon to three. It was like 98 degrees outside. And uh, so we started like our first match and we we like swept the set, you know, like we dominated and dude, like it just went downhill from there for me because like I quickly like hit a wall of fatigue and yeah. like that sun started to, to take its toll on me. Oh, and like man. we got to the point, man, towards the end where I was just like, whatever, <laughs> I give up. Like I was like, I thought I was going to die. I just can't do that anymore. Like were you, I was were you drinking a lot of water. Yeah, I was drinking tons of water in Gatorade, but like my body was just like like just enough it was crying uncle on me and i just couldn't do it anymore i was like man i used to like be able to you know stay outside and play all day and i you know i could play sports for hours and stuff like that and i'm like yeah i think for the first time in my life i'm actually starting to like feel my self-aging in my body like i'm noticing yeah. that like my body's not the same as it was it's different now and right. uh it's kind of a, a weird feeling getting to that point so yeah man it you know um it takes time to realize some of that stuff. The past uh, past six weeks or so, I've been doing this um, program. Josh Mackay, one of our church planning residents up here, mm -hmm. has got me on. And dude, that Joker is all about the legs, man. Mm -hmm. And and uh, like every like every every workout, you end it basically with like fifteen to twenty minutes on the stair climber. Ooh. And that thing that thing is like a death machine for me. Yeah. Yeah. That thing is just like brutal, man. It is brutal. Yeah. It, it and is then brutal. He, like leg days, it's like a all the lunges and stuff is just crazy. So he says like the whole idea is, is like your legs are the biggest muscle in your body and mm -hmm. that's what's gonna help you the most and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. I'll take his advice for it. Yeah, leg day is definitely not the most fun day in the world. It's uh yeah. 
Yeah, for whatever reason, leg days are, are rough. I'm not sure why that is, but yeah. it gasses you more than anything else. And but it's not as, what, dude, it's not when as you fun. See those people, when you see those people at the gym and you can tell they don't do legs, that's pretty hilarious. Yeah, whenever you got like the the chicken leg, uh, chicken leg bodybuilders that are, yeah. you know, they got the big wide shoulders and the skinny legs. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, what's going on in your world? How's Canada? Man, it's been a Canada's good. It's been a busy summer. I mm-hmm. mean, it's been a really, really crazy summer. But yeah, summers always are up here. Yep. Um, you know, just with all the mission teams and and different things like that. You know, we've had a lot of transition across the network in multiple ways. So just working through all that, man. But it's been good. You know, just trying to get my uh, just trying to keep my keep my feet on the ground and keep keep uh, keep moving forward with all the different responsibilities and stuff. So it's been good, man. It's just been busy. I'm excited about the fall. I feel like, I feel like we got some cool things cooking for the fall. So it's going to be fun. It's awesome, man. And, uh, for our Canadian listeners, um, you want to tell them, I think that there's some, uh, potentially like some ministry opportunity there, uh, around your neck of the woods. Yeah, man. I mean, like, uh, there's always, there's always opportunities. I mean, if they, if they go to the fellowships.ca and just connect us, connect with us there, send us an email or something like that. Somebody will get back with them and there's opportunities for them to come and join one of our church plant teams and being on mission, serving, doing some different things. If they're really spirit filled, they'll come up in like January, February. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, that's when I yeah, came man. That's when I came on my first vision trip and my second vision trip, whenever we were deciding if we were going to move there. That's how yeah, you know you've been called say. if you visit in the winter and you still say yes. Absolutely, man. So, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's when so you guys are get you guys are getting ready for the big. Uh, are you calling it a launch or? Yeah, it's a launch. We're treating launch, it like a sep- church plant. Yeah, dude. September eighth, right? September the eighth. That's right. So this man. episode will come out on Monday, the twenty seventh of August, I yeah. think. And so, yeah, so we'll have a week and a half after that. That's pretty exciting stuff. I and I and I guess we have to talk about college football is like a week away, man. Is it really? Yeah, dude. My goodness, I'm not even paying attention. I didn't even realize it was a week away. Yeah. I remember wow. when I lived in D.C., when I lived in, well, I lived in Quantico when I was in the Marine Corps, but I remember there was a lot of Virginia Tech fans around mm-hmm. there. Uh, there. So we've got some we've got some people who are Virginia Tech graduates at our church. So yeah, they're, yeah. Uh, I don't see them like talking about, you know, hokey football or anything like that well, a whole I mean, lot. I mean, there's not much, there's not much to talk about when it comes to Michael Michael Vick was a legend. Yeah. That was how long ago? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like Cowboys fans talking about their Super Bowl days. When you start, when Virginia Tech fans start talking about Michael Vick, it's like, (laughs) that was a couple of decades ago. Yeah. I'll tell you what though, man, they got a good coach. Justin Fuente is a good guy. Of course he's from Oklahoma, so it's not surprising. Mm, Let's see. But yeah, but yeah, man, they, but, um, Bud Foster, he's the, been their defensive coordinator for like 22 years, and this year is going to be his last year. He's retiring. Oh, really? Yeah, man. They, they so put he, out some good. Uh, they put out some good defensive uh, players. Like, seems like they've oh, yeah. always got some guys pretty high up in the first few rounds of the draft every year. So DBs, yeah, DBs especially. Linebackers. They yep. got a good program. It's yep. good. You, you guys should go up to some of the games, man. It's big time college football. Yeah. Hey, I'm actually going to a Redskins game in September. It's pretty cool. Nice. Mo- Monday night football. Wow, who are they playing? I have no idea. But we were invited to go to the game, and so I don't know who they're playing. Got to go to that. Yeah, well, I mean, you get a chance to go to Monday Night Football. Why not? Maybe they're playing the Texans. No, they're not. I know they're not playing the Texans. Uh, Yeah. So they're in a different conference, so they only play each other like once every several years. Oh, there you go. But 
it's 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 cool. We've got some uh, we've got some very close like uh, mentors and slash friends of ours that are that kind of like my second set of parents, and they know one of the yeah. the players that plays for the Redskins, and so that's how they got nice. all this together. So that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, man, it's fun. <laughs> so win win that guy to Christ, and then tell him to invite all he is, his team. Well, he is he is a Christian, like he's a follower of Jesus. So very cool. Yeah. So we're trying to get him to go to our church and start tithing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, um, that's, a, that's a strategy when you live in a sports city. I'm serious. Try to get all the, to get all the pro athletes. I'm 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 just being serious. I'm serious. <laughs> hey, it's just obedience, all right. We just, I mean, that's it, man. I want I want the fruit that increases to their profit. That's what I want. So, amen, amen. amen. Hey, are you doing any fantasy football this year? I am. We've actually got a draft, a live draft at my house tonight at 9 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of the guys oh. from our church. <laughs> oh, dude, that's funny. That's our men's fellowship. Oh. Yeah, we did a. Um, I, I did one. Um, a Peter Blackaby, you know Peter. He, mm-hmm. they, they do like a a league every year, and I guess a guy dropped out of it, and um, he, he said, "Hey, would you be interested?" In it? I said, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Is it a, C- so a did- CFL fantasy league? <laughs> no, oh, no, no. Okay, it's an NFL. <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't even know what to do in a CFL draft. <laughs> Me neither. But, um, yeah, so. But we so they, they they sent out the the schedule for it, and it was like at ten o'clock at night that when they did the draft, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Are you like is this a league of Va- is this like a league of vampires?" <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> "It's because this, nobody's schedule can match up earlier. You have to do it that late for everybody's schedule to match up." Yeah, well, I I found out there's like a lot of guys on the west coast yeah. in Canada, right? They're in Vancouver mm-hmm. doing it, so. But yeah, I mean, it was interesting. I, I, I kind of did some research this year and I just did like, probably, I didn't drop the quarterback until like the 10th round. 10th round. Okay. Yeah. That's a strategy yeah. that some people go with because kind of, if you don't get one of the top three, then really like the rest of them, there's not much difference Dude. between them. So you just kind of can wait. So yeah. yeah, man, like if you look at the, um, if you look at like the, the, the statistics, it's like, there's so much depth at quarterback. This is only an eight team league. So oh, I was wow. like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to draft a quarterback for oh, a long yeah. time. That's a, that's a good strategy. Yeah, but it was funny, man. So I was like, well, I'll just wait. I'll wait, you know. And, I, you know, me, I mean, I definitely wanted to get either Baker or Kyler Murray. And both of them were gone by mm-hmm. the time I drafted a quarterback. So, so who's your quarterback? I got, uh, I got two, Drew Brees, and then I, I got Ben Roethlisberger. You got Drew Brees as a 10th-round quarterback? That's yes. not bad, man. Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad. That's a that so, was a wise decision to wait. Yeah, I just kept getting uh, RBs and and wide receivers, man. Yeah. Right backs and wide receivers, and then I got um, yeah. So, anyways, well, so enough about fantasy football. This is yeah. not a fantasy. Football no, it's podcast. Not, it's not. It's not. Although we should start one. We should start a fantasy football podcast. Yeah, we should, man. I, I, I apparently there's college football, fantasy college football now. Interesting. Yeah, that's weird. So. Cool. That's well, yeah, way probably see the boys making money. Probably shouldn't. Probably should stop talking about football. Um, so, what should we talk about, Matt? Let's just talk about Jesus today. Let's do that, baby. How about we talk about what to do when your affections for Jesus are waning? Never. Your affections never. for Jesus never wane. 
Yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah, mine too, sometimes. <laughs> which is why we need to talk about what to do when it happens. Because I yes. think it's especially important for church planners, for those of us who are in ministry. Because, uh, you know, we yeah. were kind of talking a little bit about this before we started recording the podcast. That, you know, you know, John 15, John 15, 5, Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And so when our uh, abiding in Christ begins to suffer and it begins to wane, then the result is going to be that our effectiveness and ministry is going to begin to suffer. We can keep up the ministry activity and we can stay as busy as we've ever been, but we're not going to accomplish anything of value if we're not abiding. So, man, dude, it's so true. Like, you know, uh, we can just jump into this, but I I sent out a, I sent a text message, a group of guys, uh, yesterday actually. And, um, I'm doing this, um, I'm doing this, uh, workbook it's called master life it's like the disciples cross one yeah. and it's really good dude I, I don't know i just felt led to get into it um when we first moved up here uh our sending church carwell first they sent me like a handful of them and i never i never ended up doing anything with them because we started using stages as our discipleship model you're doing it for your but, quiet time or something yeah i'm just doing it for yeah. my quiet time right cool. now and um so there's this quote in there and it's so good he says you love god as a response to him he first loved you you know that he loves you because he sent his son to die for you. Failing to return God's love does not influence the way he feels about you. And so uh, I read that. I was like, of course, like the, the I mean, theologically, God doesn't love you any more or less because we don't spend time with him. Hmm. But then um, he says, but your love for him diminishes and grows still if you do not have the nourishment of daily fellowship with him. Mm-hmm. A daily quiet time is important so that a believer and the father can enjoy the close relationship made possible by Jesus's sacrifice. Yeah. And you know, that's the truth for me, man. I know like when I'm not daily abiding in him and spending time with him or just trying to check the box to get to my next thing, then, you know, my affections for him start to wane, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so yeah, it's definitely something worth talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus in in John 15, you know, in verse three, he tells the disciples, he says, already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you, the gospel, right? So he's like, you're already clean. But then he goes on to say, you know, to exhort them, you know, abide in me, you know, uh, as a branch cannot bear fruit apart from the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Um, And then, you know, he goes on to talk about how, uh, you know, if we abide in him and his word abides in us, then we can ask him anything we want in prayer and he'll do it. Uh, And then at the Verse 11, which I think is probably the most crucial verse in that text, he says, um, uh, he talks about how, I'm just going to read it right here. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. And I really think that that's, Jesus is talking about exactly what you're saying there, that like um, the it's not God's love that changes or wanes for us, but it is our enjoyment of God's love that can, yeah. that can diminish when we're not abiding. And so even though theologically it may not change, um, the joy that we derive and that's available to us out of a relationship with God can most definitely wane and can most yeah. definitely fade away, uh, when we're not abiding. And so like we're already clean, but you know, if we're not going to have much joy in our lives, if we're not abiding and we're not going to do anything useful for the kingdom either, like we'll just, you know, kind of spin our wheels. Yeah, that's exactly it, man. That's, that's so true. So, um, you know, I think 
one of the things that kind of brings this, uh, one of the current events that kind of brings this topic to the forefront too, is, you know, uh, religious, uh, you know, uh, evangelical pastors and leaders that are walking away from the faith, falling away from the faith. You know, there was another big one with, you know, Josh Harris, uh, you know, several weeks ago, which, you know, was a pretty big deal. And, you know, uh, the evangelical world, because, you know, that was kind of, uh, pretty unexpected i think for a lot of people um and so and then you had one like uh, two weeks ago about like the hillsong worship leader songwriter or whatever and walking away yeah yeah nothing new man nothing new it's not and i and i think that you know like a a lot of that you know those those guys don't get to that place overnight you know like it's not something that just happens overnight i think it's a it's a slow fade um to to get to that place and so that's what's got me thinking about this topic um i really think it's when guys start to lose their love for for jesus so um there's all sorts of reasons that that can happen um so, you know, they can, uh, you know, guys can fall in love with their own success. Uh, a lot of times, you know, pride can get in the way and that can, yeah. um, you know, maybe we start to, uh, feel pretty good about ourselves and, you know, our accomplishments in ministry and that dependency and that deediness and that childlikeness of, you know, leaning into Jesus starts to go away. Uh, or it could be the opposite. It could be like bitterness and disappointment from un- expectations, you know, like I yeah. did my part and God didn't do his, you know, cause like guys yeah. go in expecting God to, you know, quote unquote, bless their ministry and give them a big church or whatever. And that doesn't happen, uh, like they wanted it to. And so now they're, they have a grudge against God or, you know, they think yeah. that God doesn't hear their prayers or whatever. Um, lack of accountability and then just busyness. Um, and we kind of talked, I think one of the ones that probably the biggest for me personally, I know like the biggest danger, I guess, in this area for me right now would be busyness. So yeah. what about you? What, what are some reasons you think this could happen? Man, you know, I, I've had multiple people like asking me about all this lately and uh, you know, you're right. What you said is true. I mean, it doesn't happen overnight, you know? Um, I think I think in a lot of cases, you know, first John tells us, you know, they they, they left us because they were never of us. And I, and I, so I think from a theological, you know, standpoint or perspective, um, I think a lot of these guys that are, quote unquote, falling away were never genuinely followers of Christ. Yeah. Amen. Um, and so I think that's I think that's kind of where I would start with some of that, you know, in in terms with them. But, you know, I. I tell I told a guy the other day I think that Christianity has always been a been a place where questions are embraced. I mean, all of us as Christ followers would be fools to say that we don't have questions. I mean, there's been times where I wonder, like, am I is this all really true? I mean, mm-hmm. did, did you know did Christ really die on the cross and did he really resurrect from the grave? I mean, I, I, I think I've gotten to a place in my life where I think it's okay for people to have those questions because. I, we do come back and say, this is absolute truth. If it's absolute truth without error, then questions are allowed, right? Mm-hmm. So we can, people can ask questions, all those kinds of things. So that's what I would say about the, the, the people falling away and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I think that it, when we start to get away from just the basics, when we start to focus in on this and we start to focus on that, it's I've seen it multiple times with these guys, you know, it's like, we're going to, we're going to focus on this. We're going to do this. We're going to pay attention to that. And, and 
my question is always like, who's holding you accountable to making sure that you are spending time with Jesus every single day? You're in your word, you're praying, you're mm-hmm. reading the Bible. How many, how many people in leadership positions who are well-known, how many of those guys are being asked questions like, when was the last time you shared your faith with anybody? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I see that a lot of times these days. A lot of, a lot of these guys, I mean, they, you know, they write books, they're authors, they're, they're well-known and they almost become like untouchable yep. where, you know, nobody's asking them these questions anymore. And so I also believe that's why we're having a lot of moral failures mm-hmm. seemingly. I mean, we've always had these things. There's not, this is nothing new. I mean, we've always had people quote unquote, deny the faith. Um, you know, we've always had people uh, in leadership have moral failures. This is nothing new. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think we're at a kind of an all time high of like Christian celebritum where guys kind of do what they want to do. And the it seems like the higher the level, the lack, the, 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 the lesser the accountability mm-hmm. of, of, of not just doing the right thing, not how you spend the money or, you know, are you are, are you how are you around the opposite sex or all that kind of stuff. But just like. Are you spending time with God? Are you sharing your faith? Are you practicing the basic tenets of, of Christianity on a regular basis? Yeah. Or have you become this this person that's, you know, is above that? Of mm-hmm. course they're doing that. Of course, of course they're reading the Bible. Of course they're sharing the faith. Well, you can't assume that, I don't think, no. with anybody. None of us. Because we're all wicked. <laughs> the Bible <laughs> says we're all we're all deceitful. Mm-hmm. Uh, our hearts are sick, um, beyond all measure. So that's, I think that's what I would say about some of that. Yeah, that's good. Um, well, let me ask you this. Have you ever had a time in ministry when your affections for Jesus were waning? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you can, you can get so caught up in, you know, everybody says, well, that will never happen to me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the Bible talks about that, you know, um, you know, I, I think you can get caught up in and doing ministry or being successful in ministry, and and you can you can say, well, I'm you know I'm I'm doing this or I'm I'm starting this many church or we're finding this many church planners or we want to do that or we want to do this, and it can become almost like a business where you forget, wow, why are we doing all this in the first place? Mm-hmm. And that's why the Bible keeps on talking about going back to your first love. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got to go back. That's also why the scripture talks about coming to Christ like a child, the innocence of childlike faith. You know, there's there's all this push right now about children giving their life to Christ. You know, mm-hmm. oh, we don't want to you know, we don't want kids professing Christ as Lord is because it's not real, you know. And uh, hey, listen, the Bible says you come to Christ like mm-hmm. a child. It's not that they don't believe it's that they're not discipled. That's for another podcast. That's but, uh, dude. Amen. Okay. Sorry. Just, you know, to, I mean like yeah. kids, kids can come to faith in Jesus at six, seven, eight, nine. That's right. They just need to be mentored and discipled and how to follow Jesus. Yep. Um, that's why so, kids, that's why all the kids fall away. It's not because they came to Christ and they're no. kids. It's because the church is doing a crappy job of discipling them. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. There's those moments like you, everybody's been to the VBS or whatever yeah. it might be. A little boy, you want to go to hell? No, nope. raise your hand. Nobody raise it. You want to go to heaven? Raise your hand. Everybody raise your hand. Yeah. Say this we, prayer after me. We had 174 decisions for Christ at VBS. Revival <laughs> has broken out at First Baptist Main Street. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I think like there's been times where 
you know, and you and I were talking a little about this before we started recording today. I mean, and the different levels of leadership when you have more responsibilities and more, more this and more that and more people wanting your time and, and, and all those kinds of things, it can become very easy to lose that passion, you know, to lose that, lose that, uh, desire to want to bring him glory and honor that's why man nothing is more important than just to sit at the feet of jesus every single day for a period of time and it's it's a time for recalibration Mm -hmm. you got to reset every single day we cannot get away from it you know it's it nothing nothing can replace that so yeah there's there's been times in my life where i'm like dude man my there's some apathy here setting in and as soon as that starts, dude, you gotta you gotta realize it for what it is, and you gotta deal with it, or it's it's an infection that will spread. Yeah, for sure. I think um, I definitely have you know times where you know my affections for Jesus kind of ebbs and flows. So, you know, I think at, yeah. you go through seasons in ministry, and, uh, and you know, I know for uh, just recently in my life, you know, because we've had this gone through this transition, there's been so much change in our lives and yeah. there's been a lot of busyness. Um, you know, there's just been a lot going on. It's not easy to move to another country and, you know, get settled in. And, you know, we, we went on an international mission trip, like right after we got here and came back and, you know, we're starting a new church and so we're doing vision team meetings and we're having church planning interest nights and we're launching in a couple of weeks. And so it's, you know, very busy, uh, a lot to do. And, and you start, you know, that to-do list starts to stack up and you start uh, almost getting really, you know, like you said, like performance driven and you start looking yeah. at like, okay, these are all the things I got to accomplish. And then you can kind of look up and, um, you know, just like uh, I was telling you earlier, you know, just totally transparent. Like, I feel like I'm at a place right now where I'm like, I just, I just want to, I just need to spend some time just sitting at Jesus's feet, you know? And I think there's yeah. times where we, where we just need to do that. And I think it's God, God is gracious and that he'll like, if we're not abiding, then he's going to let us hit, run into the wall. Like he really oh, yeah. will. And he does it cause he loves us. He does it cause he's gracious. Uh, because I think it's one of his ways of kind of like getting our attention and going, Hey, yeah. and kind of pulling us back, reining us back in. Um, because you know, like we can, we can quickly, you know, kind of veer off course and, and not even realize it kind of like you get caught up in a, you know, the, the rip current out in the ocean, you know, and yeah. you look up and before you know it, you're a hundred yards out, <laughs> out from the shore. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, I don't, as I'm getting older, man, I'm, I was telling a group of guys or a group of people the other day that, you know, I think when I was younger, I used to really equate like spiritual maturity with like the Bible trivia guy or gal, you know, like the man, they know who like the second youngest king in the Old Testament was, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, everybody kind of knows those people. But I, I used to think like, man, when I grow up and when I'm pastoring for X amount of years, I'm going to really be knowledgeable about every little detail of the Bible and stuff. And of course, you gain more knowledge as you read the word. But man, really, honestly, there's... What? Yeah. I literally have <laughs> no idea how that just happened. That I don't Did I you don't see either, Did you see rocking. me? Did you see me jump in my seat just then when that happened? I literally <laughs> yeah. like jumped up. Oh, that was hilarious. You're like, what was what that? 
in the world i was looking at my stuff i was like man did something did dude, somebody call me dude, or did i got an app or dude what? i am so i hate technology man I love it and I hate it. I have a love hate. I just want I just want to record a podcast for the love Come of on, all man. that is good and holy. Just let me report record yeah. a podcast with clear audio. You look, you look like a cat. Like somebody walked up behind you and scared you. But you know what? What, what I was what I was saying, you know, is that I mean, there's nothing deeper than just the gospel and the simplicity of fellowship with the Father. You know, and you think about you think about the disciples and. I've been thinking a lot about their ministry with Jesus. I mean, they just were with him. Mm-hmm. That's it, you know, and 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 we have the helper, we have the Holy Spirit in us and we're just supposed to be with God. And I think I mean, there's always there's always parts of me. Eric and I talk about this all the time. There's there's always parts of us that, you know, ministering in North America has its unique set of challenges um because of technology, because of how connected people are and stuff and there's always part of me that just wants to go and give my life away, you know, in some unknown country to make disciples there. Mm-hmm. And I, you feel like it'd be simpler there, but it really wouldn't be. It'd be nope. another set of problems or issues. Mm-hmm. There's no greener grass. It's, nope. you know, we live in a fallen world and, and this is part of it. And we have to battle the flesh. We have to battle, you know, prioritizing things above Jesus. And the good news is, like you said earlier, I mean, he loves us. So he, he chastises those who he loves, and, mm-hmm. and um, when he does, we just have to respond in honest and open repentance. I'll just say this too, for you know, we move on to the next talking point. I mean, I think at the what the Lord's really shown me over the past couple of years is that pride is kind of at the root of every sin in my life. Mm-hmm. It's you know the the when I'm not spending time with God, like. Man, how dare I think that I can tell people about Jesus or <laughs> preach a sermon or love my family well? Like, man, that is so prideful. And um, gosh, it just pierces my heart even thinking about it because, man, I am such a prideful person. And the more the more I, I grow and get to know Christ, the more I, I see that in my life. And if I'm not spending time with him daily, man, then, oh, gosh, it's going to be really bad. And I need I need to get before him every day. And when I think I can make decisions or lead or do things without him and without his presence and without his the, the Holy Spirit's power, man, what does that say about me? Like, what does that say about how prideful I am? Hmm. So it's not about like I got to. I got to check this off so I can go and do this. It's about, no, if, if I don't seek his power and help every single day, like I could literally be doing some really, really bad things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think God's been showing me a lot about how when my affections wane for him, all that's rooted in pride, man. All of it's, all of it's rooted in pride and you know god is so good you think like i got this thing figured out you know i'm really learning how to walk with him i'm really learning how to help others walk with him and then he he reveals a facet of your heart or he shows you something in the dark crevice of your life and you're like wow that's not pretty Mm -hmm. like i i gotta deal with that through his power yeah so yeah i don't yeah yeah that's good that's good so I guess, you know, it's kind of a good segue into, you know, the last kind of part that we can 
close with is, you know, for maybe there's, you know, uh, guys listening or girls uh, listening and, you know, they're like, yeah, I'm kind of in a little bit of a, a rut right now. Um, you know, spiritually, uh, you know, I do feel like my affections are waning. So like, what do you do to come out of that? Like, what are the first steps that you take uh, to begin to, you know, kind of, uh, reverse course and, you know, make your way back towards, uh, you know, setting your affections on Christ? Well, I think if you ask any good athlete when they start to, when they're in a rut or when they're in a funk or whatever it might be, you ask them, how do you get out of that? A couple of things they'll say, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta throw your way out of it. You gotta, you gotta pitch your way out of it. You gotta work your way out of it. But then they'll also say, you gotta go back to the basics, Hmm. look at the basics. So they, they, they study themselves. They look at what they're doing with their life, you know, or what their, their pitching motion or where their elbow is or whatever it might be, you know, and you, you have to, you have to do those two things. You have to go, you have to, you can't just say, there's times to retreat and there's times to rest and there's times to say, whoa, time out. Like I need a good season of rest. I need a sabbatical. I need two months away. I need my elders to step up because I'm burned out or whatever it might be. I'm not talking about that, but the majority of the time you can't just do that. Mm-hmm. You got to keep, you got to keep on walking with God. You got to keep on by faith, trusting in him. So you got to work your way out of it, not through your own power, but through the Holy spirits. And then secondly, look at your, look at your, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Are you, are you overthinking it? Are you, are you, you know, you got to go back and you got to fall. You got to go back to your first love, man. Mm -hmm. You got to go, you got to fall. You got to go back and you got to fall in love with the, the simplicity of the fact that Jesus loves me. This I know, you know, for the Bible tells me so. And you got to go back to that. And, you know, and I think, I just say this, Jared, because I know like we got a lot of young listeners and we got a lot of church planners and, you know, there's all this controversy, man. There's all these controversies over social justice and can women preach and this and that. And you got guys and they're 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 debating politics and all that stuff. And I'm not saying that stuff doesn't have a place. We obviously have to know where we stand on these things. But but what I'm saying is I think this I think that Satan's handiwork is distracting us from the main thing yep. and the, and the, and the main thing in our lives, you know? So if we're reading books upon books, upon books, how to have tertiary arguments to st- for our viewpoint or our standpoint, and we're spending, you know, seven minutes or six minutes with God every day. I mean, there's probably something wrong, mm. yep. you know, we, we, we studying has its place and, 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 and having our viewpoints has its place. But man, when you talk, as a matter of fact, let me challenge all our listeners. Go and go and just talk to some older folks. Go and talk like to some older men and women, and that that love Jesus that you respect. Ask them how they've walked with God so long. They're not going to tell you. Well, one time I read this systematic theology book and it changed my life forever. And now I read that. No, they're going to say, I spend time in my prayer room. I spend time in the Gospels. I spend time in the Proverbs or whatever it might be. The, the people who I respect, the, the, the older saints, man, they just faithfully, daily love Jesus, abide in him, and obey him. Mm-hmm. And I really don't think it, it's got to be more complicated than that. Yep. I think we got to go back to the basics. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, I think you know, uh, just 
kind of going back to the the basics of the gospel is the first step and you know and on a practical level uh maybe that may look like you know doing something like maybe you need to step away from the busyness of ministry for a couple of days and like go on a retreat um yeah. and you know not like a vacation where you go and you fill fill your time with a lot of things to do but like actually take a couple of days to and have nothing to do except yeah. to you know spend time you know alone with the lord you know maybe you take your wife with you and you go and you just uh you know spend some time in prayer and spend time in the word together that's something that jen and i are, are uh planning on doing this month because we just we yeah. sense we sense our need to it to do it you know like just to kind of hit the reset button and really just kind of you know spend some time just with each other and with god you know in his presence with not much planned and so uh, that could be a really good way to kind of like take stock of where you're at uh you know to kind of take a good like you're saying a good honest look at your sin you know like what's the pride you know that's getting in the way you know so take a hard look at your sin but take a harder look at 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 Christ on the cross, you know? Um, and I think when we see our own sinfulness like that, um, it just makes the, just the incredible, you know, um, grace of God in, uh, the gospel look that much greater, you know, uh, that's what stirs our affections. That's what stirs our affections, you know? And the, the reason, the reason why we had to keep going back to the gospel, the reason why we had to keep on going back to, you know, the fact that we were born in sin, that we needed a savior, that Christ, God sent his son, Jesus to die on the cross. And we believe in that. Why, the reason why we have to keep going back to that is when we, is when we dig into the gospel and we have a good understanding of the gospel, it also reveals who we are and it reveals who we aren't. Mm-hmm. And when we're not spending time with God, we replace what God is supposed to be doing in our lives with our own efforts, talents, and and work. And that's the very premise that made us lost. Like yeah. we cannot earn our salvation and therefore we cannot, you know, earn our fellowship with, God. you know, it's, it's, we have to, we have to go back to being needy. You know, a, a guy asked me one time, well, you're just a Christian because you're, you know, uh, you rely on Jesus as a crutch. And I was like, dude, I don't rely on Jesus on a crutch. Like he's my wheelchair. <laughs> And um, he's like, what do, you, what do you mean by that? I was like, without Jesus, I'm nothing, man. Yeah. Like, I am nothing. And I think if we're, if we're not, when we start to lose that, when we start, well, am I, well, I can do some stuff without Jesus. I can do some of this, you know, without God. Man, that's a dangerous road you start to go down. Mm-hmm. And if you start to compromise and think, well, I could do this without God, then, well, I could preach sermons without God and, I can lead ministries without God. And, and then you wake up and you're cold. Your heart is dead, man. You're apathetic. I think that's the, back to where we started. I think that's how a lot of times these guys deny the faith. Mm-hmm. They end up saying, you know, they're, they're tired and they're burned out and they might not even be Christians in the first place, or they just, they've been trying so long to do it in their own strength. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they typically say something in their statements, you know, about that. So, yeah. For sure. talk, man. Yeah, man, for sure. Well, um, hopefully, uh, listeners, this was, uh, helpful and encouraging to you, uh, guys. And, uh, I know Matt and I would just pray, uh, that, you know, if you find yourself in, you know, this situation where your affections for Jesus are, are waning, then, you know, first of all, we just, you know, pray that, um, 
you know, that you'll take some time to go and to really spend some time alone with the Lord and that you'll remember uh, just the the gospel and the fact that he's chosen uh, you from before the foundation of the earth, that he's set his love on you, that already you're clean because of the word that Jesus has spoken and that uh, his commands are given to us. Like these, you know, like Jesus says in John 15, these things I've spoken to you that your my joy may be in you and your joy may be full. And so like God wants you uh, to enjoy the fullness of his pleasure, uh, you know, and you know, like, uh, John Piper says, God is most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in him. That's a pretty amazing thing that like, you know, like God wants us to be satisfied in him. He wants us to ha- to take pleasure and to have uh, delight, uh, in him, in our lives. And so, um, yeah, just take it back to the gospel, go spend some time in the word. Um, and, uh, if there's any way that we can be praying for you, then we, you know, uh, we would love to pray for you personally. So you can reach out to us and email us, uh, our email address is in the show notes and we'd be honored to, to pray with you even on the phone. If, uh, if you just need somebody to talk to and need somebody to pray with you. So, uh, we want to thank you guys for listening to episode one of season three of In the Trenches. Really appreciate you guys uh, hanging in through there through our summer break and bearing with us as we kind of had all this transition. Uh, we're excited to kind of be back in the swing of things. Uh, we are going to be back next week with another episode of In the Trenches. So uh, make sure uh, you head over to our website, www.getinthetrenches.com and you can find past episodes from season one and two. Um, but until next Monday, go out there and get in those trenches. Trenches, church planners.